bless them really big. Um, I'm Brandy Hilton, if I've not met you, and I just want to encourage everybody. Um, today the Lord's really trying to strengthen your faith, right? We have two options, faith or fear. Those are our options, right? So if we be born again and saved through Jesus Christ, then he's called us to live a life of faith. And that faith is not in yourself. <laughs> our faith is in God. And that's what the Bible teaches us from Genesis to Revelation. Have faith in God. Jesus said that. Have faith in God. That all things are possible with God. Have faith in God. We do not have faith in our faith. We have confidence in what we believe because in whom we do believe. Right? So everybody say, I have faith in God. Okay, that settles it. And we were all once without faith, without hope. Okay, every one of us had to be born again to believe in this gospel, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And at that moment, we were taken out of that doubt and unbelief and our lost state and transferred into the kingdom of heaven, into God's family where we believe God. We had to believe that what Jesus did. When Jesus died on the cross, we had to believe what he did was to save us, heal us, deliver us, protect us, keep us give us a wholeness, give us eternal life. We had to choose to believe this. What's your option? Hell. There you go. Right? So it's either heaven or hell. Everybody say heaven or hell. Two options. That's it. It's either one. You get to pick. Hallelujah. He gave us a choice. <laughs> and because of what Jesus did, we have a grace extended us to believe God. So we have to settle that once and for all. Till today, I believe you're just going to be encouraged and strengthened um, in his word and knowing that the greater one is within you and for you. So we're going to look a little bit, uh, go to 2 Kings chapter 6. And before I forget, we have our Just a Sound service tonight at 6.30. High praise, worship, and prayer that we do once a month. So you're welcome to come and be a part of that. Um, 2 Kings chapter 6 is awesome. You can read all of it, but I'm going to start on verse 12. What's happening here is that there's some bad guys, some enemies of Israel that are wanting to attack and take over and so forth and so on. And God has his remnant. He has his people. He has his prophet who hears him and speaks what he is saying. And uh, it's not a wise thing to try to come against God and his people. And that's basically what's happening. And so one of the kings of another nation is frustrated because every time he tries to do something with Israel, it's thwarted. It's found out. It's stopped somehow, some way, right? And so he's discussing that with his people. He's a little uptight about it. And we're going to start on verse 12. And here's what one of his servants told him. Second Kings 6 verse 12, he says, And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you're speaking in your bedroom. <laughs> the great Holy Ghost is hearing the enemy plans and then telling the prophet, man of God, what those plans are. And then God, the Holy Ghost, will tell the commanders, the, the warriors of God, the insight, the wisdom to know what to do, how to do, when to do it, how to pray, how to move. And they're always ahead of the game, 
that, that's one little verse, but that's what's happening. It's like God's just telling him what's going on. He hears everything. He hears your strategic plans at your table. That's what's happening. So now, verse 13. So he said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And it was told him saying, surely he is in Dothan. Verse 14, therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and they surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, ah, alas, my master, what shall we do? Because the armies, the enemy armies are surrounding them now. And he just happened to look up and see that this was going on. So he's freaking out a little bit. He's scared. Okay, so verse 16. So he answered, he says, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. That, that, that statement is well known, right? Do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then the prophet Elisha prayed and he said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. That he may see. <laughs> that he may see. And then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. I love it. He prayed that he may see. And then he says, and then he saw. Sound familiar? <laughs> and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Then he continued in verse 18. So he says, so when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord. And he says, strike this people, I pray with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Okay, so you could finish the story. The good guys win. All right? But that's what it looks like as we walk in kingdom realities in the earth. Okay? We're all aware of a spiritual supernatural realm. And sometimes a father helps you see in the spirit realm those that are really for you, angel armies, angels, the light of God, impossible things, supernatural things that you wouldn't normally see every day. And this was one of those occurrences. And we're talking about a battle for a nation. And God Almighty is in charge, yes? And so he is opening the eyes of not only the prophet, but the servant. And here we go. And he, the words you must never forget, do not fear. Those who are with me, us, are more than those who are with them. So kingdom reality, every day while we walk out the kingdom with God, with our family, at work, as we go, ministering, as we receive this life, it's a great life. But we have to remember as you go through the fire, as you go through trials and circumstances, that God is always with you. He will never leave you, fail you, forsake you. We were singing that this morning. I turned around and there he was, right? His goodness is always following us because God is good, period, end of discussion. So now go to Romans 8. This is a familiar passage. The Lord is undergirding our faith in him, in him, in him. Okay, Romans 8. <laughs> Romans 8, verse 31. My subtitle above this says, The Spirit assures of a final victory. Okay, 
So verse 31, he says, so what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Does that sound like what we just read in 2 Kings? It's the same spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, it's the same story. While we're on the planet, while we're wrestling not with flesh and blood, right? It's the same story. And every saint has to come into this revelation knowledge of, aha, God loves me. God's for me. God is on my side. God is fighting for me. God has the answers for me and my family. He knows where I am. He knows where he's taking me. He knows every detail about our life. We have two options, fear or faith, right? So we have to choose to believe what God says, and that's what the apostle is writing of through his journey, right? What then shall we say if God is for us, who can be against us? And that will settle it for you. It doesn't matter what you're going through because you all go through something, right? But we have to settle this. If God is for me, who can be against me? So the prophet would say, Lord, open their eyes that they would see. And if your eyes happen to be opened, you would see the goodness of God surrounding you, providing for you, helping you, guiding you, keeping you. But by faith, we believe it before we see it. By faith, we believe what God says. Amen? Elisha believed it. He didn't pray for himself. He asked for God to show the one walking with him that he was raising up. You understand? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, Jesus, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things. That's a big statement. He saved us. He has given us freely all things. We continue. Verse 33, he says, so who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Verse 34, who is he who condemns? Who's been condemning you, right? Who's been criticizing you and cutting you down? Who's been lying to you about who you aren't <laughs> or who you are, right? Who is he condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is risen. Very important. That is it. Christ who died and has risen. That is the hope of the gospel. Okay, he says, so who is even at the right hand of God and he makes intercession for us. So we know that after Jesus was crucified on the cross, dead and buried three days in the grave, the great Holy Ghost rose him from the dead, and then he appeared for a while, then he eventually ascended back and went back to the Father, ascended in front of their face, believe it or not. That's what it looks like. That's what the Bible tells us. And the good news is he's going to descend again. He's going to come again. Yes, that's the believer's hope. It's so wonderful. And he's interceding for us, our great high priest. You're like, well, no one's praying for me. Jesus is. <laughs> That's why we pray for one another, because we need each other. We need to encourage each other, right? Jesus is always praying for us. Verse 35, he concludes, so who can separate us from the love of Christ? All of this, and he lands it with the love of Christ. Okay, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? 
distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? For as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We're just accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, but he says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Love. Love wins. Loved us. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. It's the love of God that restrains us. It's the love of God that causes us to believe. Faith works through love. Period. And we're receiving the love of the gospel. We're receiving the love of God. So in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So therefore, verse 38 I am persuaded, convinced, right, that there's neither death nor life, nor angel, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height or depth, or any other created thing shall be able to separate us from what? The love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? This is a kingdom reality of what is greater and who is for us. It's like, Lord, open their eyes. Open their understanding. Bring wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus Christ to know that God is with you, for you, and that what he is doing in the unseen realm, we may not always get to see, but the key is believing God. Have faith in God and his word. We have to be convinced. You know when you're convinced of something, I can't change your mind, right? Right? You know when you're convinced. You have to be immovable, okay? And so the doubter, the devil, he's always going to come against your faith to get you to doubt like him, okay? That's where that came from. That's the source. It's not anything else but him, right? And so we have to be convinced in who God is, in this great gospel, in his love, in his word, and be immovable. And when they persecute you, you say, well, they're just never going to change. They're never going to give up. They're always going to say that same thing. I know what they're going to say before they say it. And you're like, you're right, because I am persuaded. I am convinced. I am immovable in who God is, and he loves me. Right? That's faith in God. Faith in yourself won't hurt, but we're not going to help us, but we are to love ourselves. Right? As Christ loves us. The great commandment, he says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, one strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Everybody's included here. Love wins, right? The bride of Jesus Christ shall not stop believing God and his word and his kingdom dominion in Jesus Christ. She's not gonna stop. She's not gonna change her stance or her mind about Christ. The bride of Jesus is not going to be moved. The bride of Jesus will not be shaken. Oh, she'll go through the fire, but there was another one in the fire. You hear it? You cannot silence the voice of God. Okay? The word of God wins. 
period, in the discussion, either we believe it or not, God will settle it. <laughs> he is the Lord. So you have to know this. So when you're persecuted and they come against your faith, okay, bless them, Lord, but you just remain at peace and obey God. Just do what God has told you to do. Have faith. Don't worry about tomorrow. Jesus said there's enough problems out there. You've got enough to worry about it. Don't do it. Anxiety, stress, and worry are sin. Okay? And we have to treat it as such. You have to treat it like a cancer that wants to take you over. Anxiety, stress, and fear. Every one of us have experienced it, might have experienced it a few minutes ago. But we have to know that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And we have to choose fear or faith. Right? It's a, it's a choice. It will always be a choice to the end, no matter what is coming our way. So let's go over to Luke chapter 8. Truth. Luke 8. We're going to start in verse 22. The subtitle is The Storm is Stilled. <laughs> no big deal. And now it happened on a certain day that he, meaning Jesus, got into a boat with his disciples. And he said to them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And as they came to him and awoke him, he said, Master, Master, we're perishing. And then he arose, he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But then he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, and they said to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. In the spirit realm, we have the opportunity through Christ to give commands and demands in the spirit world. And Jesus Christ uses his authority on a raging sea. The disciples are learning and following their teacher. He's demonstrating his faith. He allowed the storm to come. He knew what was coming. He's sleeping. <laughs> That's awesome. So they have to wake him up. And now they're like in that fear and doubt and unbelief, like we're all going to drown here, Lord. Don't you care, right? And so it says that he rebuked the wind. He arose, he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. I would have been one that was me freaking out on the boat, right? Maybe you were. But it says it ceased and there was a calm. Where is your faith, he says. Why are you fearful, you of little faith? Why is it you have no faith? That's what he says to us on the waters of life. But he all along is there. All along, he's there. All along, he is there with you. He's in your boat, right? He's on the seas. He's in the times of trouble all along. And that's what it looks like as we're growing up in God. He's not scolding us. He's empowering us with his faith, with his power, with his words. One word from God can change your life forever, right? 
you can be delivered from the spirit of fear. And as we go through life, we can overcome. Yes? It says they were afraid, and it says they marveled. I like that word, and I think we're going to get to see a lot of that late soon. We're going to marvel. <laughs> like, wow. You know, wow, God. Wow. Man, this is incredible. Marvel at God. Marvel at Jesus. Marvel every time he grants you repentance and you change and you get free and you get healed or he provides. We as the body of Christ should be the number one praiser and worshiper, right? Give him and go for who he is. Marvel at who he is. Yes? When they do those comics, what were they called? Marvels. Right? Somebody help me. Marvels, is that right? Comic books? They're still making Marvel movies? What's the point behind all that stuff? The supernatural realm. Somebody else came in with some kind of umph, strength, power, supernatural ability to do something on the earth with humans. Right? But then there's that dead religion. So we'll just bless God, brother. Just got to walk on through. When you get to heaven one day, you can marvel there. But I don't think God's going to show up in your boat. <laughs> That's what dead works does. That's what unbelief does. That's what religion does. There is no power or authority in dead works and religion. That's why we preach Christ and Christ crucified. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. You hear it. The truth. So, everybody say facts versus faith. You will be persecuted because of your faith, right? And there may be facts in your journey, financial, physical, emotional, spiritual, family, job, whatever. But faith is what shifts it, right? Facts are not your Lord. Jesus is, right? So go to Romans 1. Romans 1. Say, have faith in God. Because <laughs> nothing's impossible with him, okay? That's what this whole journey of love is about on the planet. <laughs> Romans 1. Verse 16. The Apostle Paul says, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. He didn't say the just shall live by sight. He didn't say the just shall live by facts. He said, the just shall live by faith. It's always been that way. The just shall live by faith. Jesus Christ lived by faith. He said, I have everything I need. My Father provides everything I need. I don't even do anything unless he tells me. I don't go anywhere unless he sends me. And he sent me here to tell you about the kingdom of heaven. Repent and believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Even there, somewhere, faith's got to come in here. Right? He came to a fallen world at just the right time when God said he's going to show up on the planet and brought his faith to the earth. 
So the apostles are carrying that with the gospel, the power of God for everyone who believes to all people. He says, because here comes the righteousness of God. Righteousness of God, God's way of doing things, his holiness, he's righteous, he's holy, he's pure. We're made right with God and it's from faith to faith. Faith to faith, everybody say faith to faith. That's why we've all grown since we got saved. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I mean, I know where I started. I was a little fearful, okay? So I'm just saying, you only needed a mustard seed of faith to believe this gospel. That's where we all started. Don't get all prideful on me, okay? We started with the mustard seed of faith. And that seed was planted in our spirit. And it took me over. And the kingdom is within me. And he took dominion in my mind, in my emotion, in my soul, in my will, and in my body. That's what happens. And it's faith to faith. Faith to faith. Well, oh, hallelujah. Right? Faith to faith. That is it. <laughs> We're becoming more and more like Jesus every day. Trust me, I've been on the cruise ship. Y'all been around me know this. I've been on the cruise ship where the waves are tossing the stupid thing to and fro. And I go to the side holding on. Peace be still. And it did not be still. Right? <laughs> I'm terrified. Shagadadabasia praying. Help me, Jesus. I got through it. But it looks like that. But I'm astounded that God would even put me with courage to even try to speak to it. That's faith to faith. Yeah. Right? These ladies just flew back from Africa and they said there was some heavy turbulence coming back over the oceans. Yeah, everybody knows flying in planes, what that will do for you. You may not be a believing person, but once you get through and on that plane, you're praying. Oh, God, help me. Just stop this turbulence. Just stop this turbulence. Every, the whole planes just stop this turbulence. They're heathens. They don't even know what to say. Just stop this turbulence. Whatever they're praying. Yeah, we agree. Just stop it. Stop it. Why? Because they're afraid of crashing. Why? They're afraid of falling. Why? They're afraid of dying. Right? It's not the bumps. It's the, the effect of the bumps. <laughs> so the sisters were telling me, Kimmy... And Jessica, they're telling me for the first time, probably never, I don't know, they actually fell asleep and they stayed asleep through the turbulence. Jesus was sleeping in the boat and somebody had to wake him up. So Teresa's trying to get the hand. Hey, 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 help me, help me. I'm a little nervous here. And they're sound asleep. So I said, you know, you just had to hold the hand of Jesus, right? Yeah, I know what this is like. I've been through this, right? I hate turbulence. So do you. So you're like you're about to take the person's hand next to you and just, oh, I don't know who you are, but would you hold me right now? <laughs> Kids are climbing up on their parents, up their neck. You know how it goes. That kind of walk, that's what it looks like in this life. And yet he encourages us with who we are. We're going from faith to faith. Amen? Okay, so we know that from the beginning, that's what God said. God spoke. And it happens. That's how God works. God speaks and it happens. Why? Because it was in his heart to do. And then it happens. You know what? He gave us the same spirit, the same plan, the same way. He puts something in our heart and says, now speak it. Declare it. Walk in it. Believe it. Yes? So we believe, therefore we speak. So this is how you got saved. Once you're in Romans, go over to Romans 10. Y'all okay? 
Romans 10, verse 8. You can read all of that. It's awesome. Romans 10, verse 8. If you got born again, you went through this. <laughs> he says, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. In your mouth and in your heart. In your mouth and in your heart. The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. Really? That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, with your mouth, if you confess with your mouth, right, the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Sozo, given eternal life, protected, healed, delivered, made whole, given peace, eternal life. That's what that word means. Right? For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, there's that word again, and with your mouth confession is made unto the salvation. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that's how we came into the kingdom. It's not going to change. It won't change until we see him face to face. And then out of our heart, you bet we're going to speak. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You bet you're going to be the one snot flying, flying up, running down on his feet, tackling, joy filled because you are with him forever. Yes, you won't be quiet in church no more. Because when you get to heaven, that's what you're going to do. You're going to worship the one who saved you and bought you with his blood. The old is gone, new things have come. You hear it? So go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. My subtitle above all that talks about all the persecution. So let's start in verse 8 because we can. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. He says, so speaking of Christians and the ministers, we are hard pressed on every side on every side, okay? Yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That's that take up your cross daily and follow me. So that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our body. Verse 11. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. So that the life of Jesus will be manifested in our mortal flesh. I die daily. Right? He said, take up your cross, die daily. Follow me. Obey me. Do what I say. Choose my word. Right? Your life is no longer your own. You've been bought by the blood of Jesus, right? That, that's it. So verse 13, or verse 12, he says, So death is working in us, but life in you, for those that they're ministering to. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what it's written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, 
that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound for what? To the glory of God. That all these that we're ministering to are getting saved, and together as one, we're going to give him all the glory. Verse 16, so he says, so therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Sounds like that faith the faith, does it not? For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, (laughs) that turbulence on the plane really was just for a moment, yes? (laughs) Yes, yes, the turbulence in life is but for a moment, but it's working a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. Verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. Father, I ask you, open their eyes. There's that prayer. And they found out, oh my God, we are surrounded by heaven. And they are for us. Right? For the things which are seen are just temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's the walk in this life. We are called to fulfill his word, his plans and purposes for our lives. Say fulfill. Right? He's got a plan and a purpose for all of us. The number one is to know him. That's it. Everything comes from that, to know him, right? To be loved by him. We have an eternal plan inside of us and he gets us on that path and he starts unfolding it and it's faith to faith, glory to glory, correct? (laughs) Now humans do a lot of crazy things, right? Every now and then if you go to eat somewhere or maybe at home or on your own YouTube, you'll see those, what's that thing Jeff watches all the time whenever you go to a restaurant? I think it's Jive TV or something like that. Chive, Jive Chive, I don't think it's jive, I think it's chive. Anyway, and so somewhere they're always doing these ridiculous things. Humans, they just, they do wild, crazy things. Right? You've done wild and crazy things, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, we've done wild and crazy things. Who gave us the faith to do that? Who, Who chooses to climb Mount Everest? Who wants to do, who jumps out of planes? Right? Right? Humans, what's in humans to want to do something that's supernatural? That wants to go above and beyond what their own flesh could maybe do. To run marathons, God bless them. Like how many miles? 50? I don't know. 26, is that the biggest? Oh, they're bigger? Who runs marathons? Right? Can I, can I go on? Are you getting it? It's like those impossible things, but what is it in the human that makes you want to do something like that? Right? To dive under the ocean. Where the sharks are. And Jeff told me that when they come, this is the instruction for divers, When they come your direction, you're just supposed to put your hand out and just gently sweep them away. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he tells me. And he's a diver, so they come and they just push them on their nose, which is above their teeth, and just push them away. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do, guys. We hear it, but there's something that's God inside of us 
that's always above and beyond the natural. Who wants to go to the moon? Who wants to go into outer space and fly in a little capsule for how many years? And there's nothing there but maybe a little line of communications to the little people on the planet that are hoping you make it. Where's the faith? I mean, he's put something in humans that's supernatural to believe that they can do it. That they can win the race. That they can go to the moon and back. They can go to Mars and back. Whatever. You understand, that's in us to do. And you've all got your own journey. You've done your crazy things. And God's always stretching that in our own faith. There's this wild side to humans. Right? And it's either fear of faith and their stupidity. <laughs> Flat, blatant stupidity. Humans. Dumb. Right? Ridiculous. Right? Okay, I'm just saying, this is nothing we don't know, right? But yet there's something in us, right, to go beyond what we know humanly. And God has put a kingdom in us that's going to take us beyond what we know according to our flesh. And that takes you back to all the impossible realities in this Bible that there's no way, there's no human way that could take place. And who's going to get the glory? God. Go to John 8, 12. <laughs> God is going to get the glory for the supernatural work he does in your life. John 8, 12. I'm going to close with this for today. John 8, oh. verse 12. He said, I am the light of the world. <laughs> so he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. Wow. Because maybe we're taken out of darkness and into light. We've been talking on that. I am the light of the world over all of it. All creation and the galaxies and the galaxies and the galaxies and all that God Almighty has created. Yes? He is the light. Greater than the sun, right? He's the source of all life. Right? I am the light of the world. And he who follows me, who walks with me, and these are covenant words, shall not walk in darkness. You have authority over darkness. Because we are in him following him. We have the light of life. Death follows darkness. Light follows life. Yes, in him we have life. In him we live and move and have our being. You hear it? So he's really drawing attention to how great is that light. Do not fear, beloved. Those who are for us are greater than those who are against us. But the greater one, the light of God, the one that says, I am the light of the world, says, and you're a city sit on the hill. You are the light of men. So go shine your light. He didn't say go hide in your closet and tremble in fear. He did not. He says stand and be firm in your faith. Do what's right and honorable to God. Yes, be a witness for Christ. And if they take you off Facebook, who cares? Who cares? If they fire you from your work, who cares? 
I serve a greater king. It's that truth. I'm just preaching to you scripture. That's where exhorting us today. Amen. So let's stand up and praise the Lord and thank him for this. Oh. Father, we thank you that your word is truth. That you have told us to follow you. And this is how God does it. He believes in his heart and he says what he believes and it shall be. And you said, let there be light. And there was light. And here we are under the shadow of your wings, hidden in you, hidden in light, who is the life of all men. Please encourage us all. Strengthen us all as we overcome fear with faith, facts with truth. Give us joy and peace in believing. And as we're surrounded on every side, let us know that there are always more for us than against us. And we are convinced and we are persuaded that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. Seal it in our hearts today, Lord. Bless your people. May we go out in faith and power and health and wholeness to accomplish what you have for us this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Bless you. If you need prayer, we'll pray for you. This message was brought to you by the Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.